Welcome to the Allegory of Spots podcast series. Thank you for joining. In each episode, we introduce a new spot. We talk about how spots hinder our progression mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, and how to overcome any spot that may be holding you back. As you begin to move and apply the things you learn, you will start to see weaknesses become strengths. You will begin to see and feel greater light come into your life. I'm Stephen, and thanks for joining. I'll be your host for this episode as we discuss the spot of idolatry and how to remove it. When I think of idolatry, it reminds me of the golden calf that was worshipped by the children of Israel while they were waiting for Moses to come down from Mount Sinai with the Ten Commandments. While Moses was receiving the commandments, the Israelites were breaking a commandment by worshipping a golden calf. From the Old Testament in Exodus chapter 20, verses 1-3, through three, it reads, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. The children of Israel forgot their God and replaced it with an artificial one and worshipped a golden god. Even though they had walked through the Red Sea and were saved from Pharaoh's pursuing armies, Pharaoh's armies of 600 chariots did not survive. But the Israelites did. They survived. They witnessed. They lived an extraordinary miracle. In Exodus chapter 32, verses 7 and 9, it reads, And the Lord said unto Moses, Go, get thee down, for thy people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf, and have worshipped it, and have sacrificed thereunto, and said, These be our gods, O Israel, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and, behold, it is a stiff-necked people. The term stiff-necked is so visual. Don't you see someone who is inflexible, obstinate, only sees what they want to see, and only does what they want to do? So what is it at the top of your to-do list, and whatever it is list? It is what you worship. A definition of idolatry is this. It is worshiping things or people or anything other than God. In an article by Deb Preston about idolatry, she makes the following points. Modern-day idolatry is alive and well. Anything that you love, treasure, prioritize, identify with, or look to or need fulfillment outside of God can be acting as an idol in your heart and life. Here's a few questions to ask yourself. Do I love or treasure anything or anyone more than God? Do I prioritize anything or anyone before God? Does anything bring me more pleasure than the things of God? Do I place my identity in anything over my status as a child of God? Do I look to anything or anyone to meet my needs instead of God? Do I seek fulfillment or satisfaction from anything outside of God? Do I seek comfort outside of God? So let's return to the children of Israel where they were seeking comfort outside of God by worshiping a golden calf. What is it that makes us search for something to worship? And why do we not first think of God? There is a pattern of human existence, a cycle that repeats itself. It starts when we're in bondage. 
when we're in a difficult situation, any situation, we pray, we plead, we cry unto God for deliverance. During these times of suffering, we humble ourselves, we have remorse, and vow to be better. We turn and remember God. By and through the repentance process, change comes, and we gain the courage to stand in liberty and abundance while we live God-directed lives. We enjoy glorious days that sometimes last for generations. But when we become complacent and apathetic, we forget to remember God. We've corrupted ourselves and put God further down on our to-do list. Perhaps we think God has forgotten us. Or we just don't believe in God anymore. Thus the cycle begins again and we settle into bondage. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 5 and 6, it reads, For though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, but to us there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. Idolatry is the worship of idols, the worship of someone or something other than God, as though it were God. The first of the biblical Ten Commandments reads, You shall have no other gods before me. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14, it reads, Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Therefore, if you're not aligned with God, by whom all things are, you've fallen off the straight and narrow path. The path is narrow because it only has room for one person, and that is Jesus Christ. He is carrying you every step, but if you stop holding on to Christ, you'll fall off the path. Exercise that muscle of how you hold on tight, of how you hear the Spirit, and you'll see how the Spirit will help you. Jesus Christ gives you thoughts that then become words, which then become your existence. The sweet, kind Spirit will always come and tell you when to start and when to stop doing something. If you're getting too much of something, well, then you're not listening. So start listening. Let go of the things that are taking you away from God, and you will remove this spot of idolatry. We hope that you've heard the Spirit or felt the Spirit of God urging you to cleanse your life as you've listened to the various spots in the podcast series. There are a few easy steps to remove the spots from your life. The process isn't hard, and once mastered, you will use the process over and over again, going deeper into your soul to be clean and spotless. The first step is to start by making a comprehensive list of all the things in your life you need to get rid of, repent of, or be healed from. You will know your list is complete when you feel you have included all the items that come to mind. The next or second step is to take an inventory of what you're feeding your spirit, because what you feed your spirit is what feeds your flesh. Your body will follow your spirit, so feed your spirit what you want to become. Third, you've identified the spots, now let's get rid of them or cast them off. Here's how you do that. Present your list to God through prayer. Ask Him for help. As you pray, ask God to remove your spots, to literally take them from you. Remember, it gets easier. You may have heard this teaching by David O. McKay in one of the previous episodes. Your weakest point will be the point at which Satan tries to tempt you and will try to win you. And if you've made it weak before you have undertaken to serve the Lord, he will add to that weakness. Resist him and you will gain in strength. He will tempt you in another point, 
Resist him and he becomes weaker and you become stronger. Ask God to remove and offload all your burdens, stresses, and concerns. Stop trying to carry them alone. They weren't meant for you to carry. It'll only bring you continued suffering, poor health, and distress to carry them. The last or fourth step. Once you've finished steps one to three, start the process again. Only this time, you're going to travel a little deeper into your soul, searching out even the smallest of spots you might have overlooked or not even recognized. Ask God to reveal them. He has a way of bringing them to the surface so that you'll see them. This is truly a personal experience with you and God as he helps you in the cleansing process. And finally, continue these steps until you've completely cleansed yourself of any and all spots. Then move forward by using the atonement of Jesus Christ each and every day to keep yourself unspotted.